Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Adios, I'm Sam, this is Lady Sam, what? Hiya there, uh, it's Friday morning episode, the weekend beckons, we'll do some predictions on the football later on, because um, after all this is a football podcast. First of all though, the most important piece of correspondence that we've had this week, I think Sam, has been from our uh, our diversified farmer, our official diversified farmer, Lewis Clare. Yeah. We briefly mentioned this pumpkin situation that he's got going on, uh, but he's um, he, he sent in an email. He says, quick clarification on oh. the status of the farm. Oh. Now, we've been saying it's his farm all along. Turns out it's not. I think that's what he led us to believe, to be that's fair. That's certainly what he led us to believe. I've always thought it was his farm. He's never suggested otherwise yeah. until now. I suggest it seems that some kind of net might be closing in on him and he's yes. putting his affairs in order. Yes, but, exactly. Um, it's highly suspicious, this. No, 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 I never said it was my farm. At yeah. no point, go back through the transcripts. <laughs> I never actually <laughs> described it as my personal property. I was very careful with my choice of words. <laughs> um, this feels like a placeholder that he's put down uh, for further evidence in the event of an arrest and subsequent trial. He says, a quick clarification on the status of my farm. Much to buy bank balances, regret I don't own the farm. I have a lifetime tenancy with the National Trust. Um, your official farm, which of course is what it is, is part of an estate featuring a deer park and a stately home, though alas, I don't believe there's a hermitage. You could always build one, couldn't you? If he built a hermitage on his farm that's not his farm, I'm sure the, uh, the punters would be streaming along to have a look. Just a suggestion. A hermitage with little wax figures of me and you, Sam, sitting in it. That'd be lovely That'd be good, to see. It? It Although would that be wouldn't be very to hermity. See. Two of us wouldn't be very hermity, would it? I tell you what, fucking hell. He leases it from the National Trust. Yeah. I would love to do that. I mean, how can we do something from the National Trust? I've, I've always had this anchoring that I wanted to work for some in some capacity for the National for Trust. The National Trust. Yeah. I mean, we could lease this podcast to the National Trust, perhaps. I would love it for for them to commission us to do just a series of National Trust reviews. We've talked about that before, yeah. where we just go and we go around the country reviewing different National Trust sites. Yeah. Be bloody perhaps brilliant. We could do it in the in the post disease uh, landscape. Yeah, whatever that. Well, look they'll like. need all the help they can get to get the show back up and running again, right? Well, everyone's going to need it. And I don't know what's going on today. The, the, the we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. The Chancellor's just announced some kind of fuckery. I think that um, some people are going to get helped out, but I think some jobs are just going to be allowed to wither on the vine. And we die. have a new scheme called Project Wither on the Vine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a, a sequel to our very very successful project fuck the poor 
and we think that it could be very, very uh, helpful to a lot of people who are poor. It's going to be smashing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not clued up on the details, though, to be honest, because I've been doing homeschooling all this week because my kids off, uh, my boy is isolating because he came into contact with a COVID kid last week. So he's been off school since last Friday afternoon, so I'm doing all the homeschooling. I've been plunged back into that lockdown one nightmare of the homeschooling again. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Horrible. But anyway, back to Lewis Clare. Uh, Your official farm is part of an estate featuring a deer park and a stately home. No hermitage. And yes, the pumpkin situation is highly confusing. He says there's links on the redhousefarm.co.uk website and there's a special offer for the IFS. I'll be manning the pumpkin patch personally so could offer a quid off any pumpkin for any customers that let on their IFS to me. And of course, the IFS signal is... Three taps Tap on the nose. side of the nose. Yeah. And uh, you can say it, IFS if you want to. IFS, or keep it cunty. Keep it cunty. But try not to say that if there's any little kids nearby. Yeah, or if it's to someone who isn't Lewis. I don't know how Lewis will make himself known to you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's going to be manning the pumpkin patch. So if you go along to redhousefarm.co.uk, uh, find out where it is, find out the details about the pumpkin war that's going to be going on between him and his brother-in-law. Go along, do your bit for the IFS and get a quid off for a pumpkin. For a pound off a pumpkin, it's almost worth going up there. I've been meaning to go up to this farm for ages now. But you're going to go up from the south of England to Cheshire to get a quid off a pumpkin. It's going to cost me a few quid in petrol, innit? Uh, ultimately, I'm going to be down on the deal even if he does give me a £1 discount. I think so, yeah. Uh, his opening hours are on the website. I'm looking now. Saturdays and Sundays, mainly 10 or 4 throughout October. But all of half-term week, they're open Monday to Friday. And, of course, Halloween falls on a Saturday this year. I don't know if that helps anybody because, you know, it's probably going to be forbidden to go trick-or-treating this year. You can't trick-or-treat, which suits me fine, to be honest. It suits me fine. I'm I mean, done now. I'm out of that. My eldest 12 and a half. Don't do trick-or-treating. Not with, not with me, anyway. He would do nah. it with his mates, but not with me. Yeah, my daughter does it for her mates. My son would probably want me to go along, but, nah. It's I hate another- it. It's another one of those things that, that take up your parenting life that then slowly disappear. Do you uh, miss it? You know, like sand falling through your fingers and then you realise mm. they're gone forever. Like mm. like soft play mm. and trick or treat and stuff like that. They, you, before you realise No one's going to miss soft play, though. No one who's ever been in a soft play will ever think, oh, remember those did, good times? Did you not enjoy soft play when you used to do that? I used no. to like going on the big slide. So grubby. So grubby? Well... Yeah, but um, At least we, we didn't care was. about germs back then, did we? Hang on, um, are you talking about as an adult or as a child? No, I'm talking about going in the soft play with my kids. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I wasn't allowed down the slide and all of that. They didn't have but... soft play when I was a kid. It was just no, concrete. Yeah, exactly. They had hard play. There was concrete and there was various bits of shaped metal and you'd yeah. clamber around on them and that was it. Yeah. Go and over there and play with that metal. While, while your dad has a few beers with his mates. Go, Go on, let that. him play with that scrap metal. Go and play with that fridge freezer. <laughs> hey, I've said before and I'll say it again, the best time of my childhood was when there was a burnt out car in the local park and we all played in that for three weeks. Yeah. It took away. That does sound like Starsky fun. and Hutch and stuff like that. <laughs> you got, got to do the, the actual car bits in an actual car. <laughs> Making loads of skid noises. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wicked. The steering wheel was still intact. The seats were still intact. It had just been burnt out. Amazing. <laughs> Put one of those in every fucking park in the land and the kids will be happy. 
So that's um, uh, that's Lewis Clare dealt with. Well, good luck with that, Lewis Clare. Um, update on All or Nothing Tottenham Hotspur edition, which, as yes. you know, I've been really enjoying a great deal. Uh, the you last have... episode is remarkable. I mean, spoiler alert, but it's not spoiler because you know what happens to Tottenham at the mm. at the end of last season, which only happened a couple of months ago. They don't yeah. win anything. So there's two amazing things. One is, if you've watched the Man City thing, they couldn't have written the script better because they followed City in a year that they won the league for, the I think, the first time under Guardiola. So they go through it. And, um, yeah, it's amazing because it builds up to this crescendo where in the last episode they win the title and yeah. everyone goes mad and it's fantastic and that's how it ends, right? And the director and the producer must have thought, well, this couldn't have been any better. But with the Tottenham one, I think at the beginning of the season, they probably thought, well, Tottenham have just come second in the Champions League. They've probably got a good season ahead. And quite quickly, it became apparent that it wasn't going to be a very good season. It's gone tits up. Um, And they sat Pochettino and in comes Mourinho. So that lends a bit of drama. And that really is the essence, as I've said before, of of what makes the show great. Because it's just about Mourinho, right? Mm. Um, But then they're sort of struggling because once you got used to Mourinho just being there, being Mourinho and mm. quite mad and entertaining, the narrative structure suffers because it's immediately obvious they're not going to win the league. Then it slowly becomes clear that they're not going to quite make it into the Champions League. And mm. so then in the end, it's just they try to build some jeopardy out of whether or not they're going to get into the Europa League, <laughs> which Whoa. they do, and they kind yeah. of have a little celebration afterwards but really it's no celebration is it if you're a team like Tottenham or even most teams you're kind of gutted to be in the Europa League exactly so exactly. they haven't really got anything to end it with the way they ended the Man City one yeah. so there's this really peculiar scene where they do this big aerial shot there's loads of quite sexy aerial shots of the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium that right, are laced yeah. all the way through the show that I'm pretty sure must have been one of the reasons they decided to allow the Amazon cameras in because yeah, I think yeah. that they We're want to showcase show this, this stadium. Yeah, yeah. They want to get, but the stadium still doesn't have a sponsor, I don't think. And so they're kind of want it. They want it to be an ad for the stadium, and and it is because it makes the stadium. I mean, it, I haven't been there yet, but it does look an incredible stadium, right? And um, at the end, it's like they've told, well, how are we going to wrap this up? I mean going out of a bit of a fucking whimper if we just go, well, they qualified for the Europa League, see you next season, lads, right? So they have this weird sequence where the voiceover, which is done by Tom Hardy, but Tom Hardy's doing quite a posh thespian voice in it all the way through. Yeah. And he goes... Um, he goes, Daniel, Chairman Daniel Levy and manager Jose Mourinho have the honour of being one of the... some of the first people to go on to the roof of the new Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> Stadium. So he's, he can't even say what? they're the first. He's saying some of the first, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's been 10, 20, only maximum 30 people have been up there before thing? now, right? And so it shows them both going up there with harnesses on, shitting themselves, right? Levy and Mourinho yeah. both would look to their faces as if to say, what the fuck are we doing this for? We're busy yeah. men. And they've got these harnesses, they've got belts around their waist with metal harnesses on that they clip on to this sort of wire that is holding them in case they slip. Jesus. And then they just walk along to the edge and look out across the stadium and then beyond across North London. 
Right, just various kind of high streets and council estates. London's glamorous North London. Yeah, just the, the glamorous landscapes of North London. And they just go, oh, isn't it amazing? And Mourinho the Seven Sisters Road. Wow. Openly going, oh, yes, there's a nice kebab shop down there I like. Um, there's Broadwater Farm Estate, very famous for big riots. Yeah. Policemen got killed there once. <laughs> Historical. <laughs> it's amazing and they're just sort of shuffling about it's like it's like Alan Partridge's awkward corporate video on the fucking yeah. canal yeah they're just like they're shuffling about not really knowing what to do with themselves and then the show just ends Jesus. but <clears throat> there is one amazing bit though in the same episode which is where <clears throat> Harry Kane decides to do a gender reveal party because mm-hmm. his missus is up the duff uh, now I saw this scene, which a lot of people have been talking about on Twitter because it's really weird and baffling. And I went and described it to my wife. And what she found interesting was was that I'd never heard of a gender reveal party before. I didn't know this was a thing. No. I had no idea. I said, what, is that a new thing? She's like, no, it's been going on for years. She actually said to me, this is like that time when you thought that you'd discovered reggaeton. <laughs> because there was a time when I I can't remember why, but I discovered red, reggaeton and I started telling my wife about it as if it was yeah. a new genre of music I'd I found even out about. Called it reggaeton. <laughs> no, I said it's called reggaeton. It's quite good. She went, you know that's been around for like fifteen years. You dickhead. You haven't just discovered some new thing. And another time when I discovered Solange, Beyonce's sister. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And again, it was like she. I got really obsessed with one of her songs that had come out, as it turned out, eight years previously. So it was a bit like that with gender reveal parties. I, th- I think one of my mates claimed that we've invented ketchups. Do you remember them chips? Yeah, I ketchup remember ketchups very well. Yeah, um, but they'd been out for years when he discovered that he'd. You can see the advert for ketchups on um, YouTube. It's really time. good. I've just sorry, I've just been distracted. I've got Instagram on my my PC here, and um, Suzanne Hoff has just posted a fucking ridiculous picture of herself. She's not bothering um, you again, is she? Yeah, I'm going to have to move that out of the way so I can't look at it. Sorry, carry on. Um, so he does this gender reveal party, which I'm already trying to get my head round. And and he's... Um, what he's done is... But it's still lockdown. So he's turned up at Spurs. He goes... And, and it's the way Tom Hardy describes it all quite matter-of-factly, as if it's not fucking weird. Because he goes, Harry Kane has come to the training ground to reveal the gender of his unborn child to his family and friends who are watching (laughs) via a Zoom link, right? And I'm thinking, Tom Hardy, why are you delivering it like that? Surely you should say it like, Harry Kane, right, has turned up at the training ground, right, with his (laughs) pregnant wife and two daughters to show what gender the baby's going to be on a Zoom link up, right? But he says it really normal. And to Jan Vertonghen. Yeah. It gets really, it gets weird. No, none of the players are there, right? So oh, right. You, okay. So you've got to think, why is he doing it at the training ground? But he turns up at the training ground. None of the other players or staff are around. He is dressed up in a suit. His wife is ostensibly dressed like she's getting married, but she's pregnant. Mm. And the two daughters are dressed like bridesmaids, right? Super weird. Sick. Right? Then having been wheeled out presumably by some Tottenham Hotspur underlings, right, who are being made to do this job despite of COVID 
because it's always like the lower down. So you have to, yes, you're going to have to come in. Harry wants to do a gender reveal party and someone needs to set up a flat screen TV on a stand in the middle of a trading pitch. It's going to be on the documentary as well, so it's very important. But Mr. Levy, my my children, they're very vulnerable and I I care for my old mother. If I get the COVID, she may die. Oh, shut up. Why don't you think of Harry? Right? Um, So there's this TV that's been wheeled out on a stand onto the pitch and there's about... 20 or 30 friends and relatives of Harry Kane, right, all just sat there gormously gawping, right? And Harry and his family are there going, right, we're going to find out the big news. What do you want it to be, boy or girl? And the two girls, the two children, who are very sweet, are going, no, I want it to be a boy. And the other one's going, I want it to be a girl. And bear in mind, I'm already thinking... Because I've been dosed up on a lot of like night nurse, day nurse, beach, yeah, and you, you name it this week. I've had a high yeah. temperature, and I'm thinking, yeah. am I having a fever dream here? Is this real? Because yeah, exactly. I've never even heard of a gender reveal party. Anyway, let alone one like this. It's, right? It's a lot for you to cope with, isn't it? I'm thinking, why is he at the training ground? So he goes, all right, it's time to find <laughs> out. Right? He picks up a football. He's not wearing his football boots. Like I say, he's wearing a suit, like a morning <sighs> suit. This is painful. He puts the football on a penalty spot. Mm. he runs up and then the camera pans back and in the gold mouth hanging from the crossbar is a giant papier-mâché football piñata, right? (laughs) Made out of tissue paper and cardboard. And Harry Kane smashes his penalty at the piñata football. The football explodes and... Jalapeño. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Jalapeño. Blue powder goes fucking everywhere. And he turns around to his wife and kids and he literally goes, it's a boy. And they go, (laughs) and all the people on the screen go, and I'm sitting here in bed, dosed up on fucking Dana's, thinking, what? I'm sweating buckets. I'm thinking, what the fuck is happening here? This is ma- this is like madder than any dream I'm capable of, of conjuring. Fucking hell. Are you sure it happened? Have you played it back since? Yeah, because I put something on Twitter and a few people responded like they'd seen it too. They said, yeah, it's the weirdest scene ever. And then I ran straight down to my wife and I said to her, get this, what I've just seen. And I described it to her and she went, yeah, that's pretty, that's a weird gender reveal party. 
And I went, a gender Fuck reveal yeah. party? Why are you saying it like that? Went, well, gender reveal parties are a thing. They're a thing. And I said, I, yeah. I'm astonished that I didn't even know that people went to such great yeah. lengths to... Yeah, they're I mean, a thing. Frankly, who gives a fuck? I mean, it's yeah, so self-indulgent. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's it like, is. of course, of course you give a fuck, you and your missus, mm. and maybe your existing kids mm. give a bit of a fuck. But, like, the, it's so indulgent, that thing. Like, it's, it's, it's celebrity culture and social media makes mm. everyone think, makes everyone expect all of their associates to take every little development in their life yeah, really yeah, exactly. seriously. It's, it, it's the fucking 97%, Sam. It's the 97% at their worst. It's like, I mean, it used to be, I, I had a mate, a good mate, but I remember him renewing his wedding vows with his missus. And it was like only five years since they got married the first time. And I was already yeah, bitter about off. that because it had cost yeah. so much money. Yeah, exactly. I'd spent all this money. I'd gone on a stack fucking to Amsterdam. Look at me, look then at me, I'd look got, at me. Then I'd gone up north and stayed in an expensive hotel for the weekend. All that all that stuff people make you do for their wedding. Yeah. They make you jump through hoops, right? Yeah. But you do it because they're good mates. And then a few years later, we're renewing our vows and we want you all to come. And I was a bit like, can't make oh. it, mate. Because it's all like... Did you knock it back? Yeah, I didn't fucking go to that. I mean, I would have done if it was in London, but <laughs> it was right. in the other fucking end of the country. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm busy yeah. that day, mate. Do you know what I mean? I'm already still... I'm still paying off the credit card bill from your last fucking wedding. I mean, yeah, if, if we're just all going to go out for a curry and then you're going to make a speech or something at the end of the night, yeah. then fine, we'll do that. Indulge me, fucker. But still then... But, um, but still then, you're, you're sort of thinking, why? What, what you immediately well, yeah, think you are, is... Yeah. is that Unless, you might as well send... If you, if, Unless something's happened that we're not aware of, well, that's pretty that's, that's, totally, that's, that's led well, that's to the renewal of the vows. Yeah. If you receive a letter or an email or any notification from a friend saying we are renewing our wedding vows, they might as well think- just send a piece of paper out saying I fucked someone. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like yeah. I, I or my other half have fucked someone. One of else. us has fucked someone. Now, one of us, someone, please come, to, please come to a party to note to to, to uh, notify you of this incident. One of us has fucked someone, and as a result of the current state of housing prices and the cost of living, the other one has grudgingly agreed to continue with the marriage yeah. under the condition that we all get together and renew our vows. <laughs> we have a party, and I pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it means. Exactly, but it's another yeah. example, like gender reveals and all this shit. It's all like, exactly. Look at me, look at me, 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 and me, me. People yeah. have been watching too much of these reality shows, like the Kardashians, totally. and they think that the developments of like, like you know, I'm not saying I'm not interested. Listen, Andy, if you turn around to me and said, Sam, I think I'm having my vasectomy reversed, <laughs> right? I, I don't know why you would do that, but let's just say you did. Right, yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh god, boring. Why are you such an attention hogger? I'd go, yeah. Well, mate, it's a big decision, but I'm glad you shared it with me. And if ever you need to talk about it, your anxieties <laughs> or fears, you know I'm here for you. Right, that's fine, but it that would be because it's a real thing. But these other things, like it's just sort of invented, and you have to go along yeah. to a gender reveal. I mean. Thank God I haven't been invited to one. But if I do, it's going to be a disaster because you've got to turn up and feign interest. Because it's, it's only a two-to-one thing anyway. It's like you say, it's not real life. It's not real life. Real life is you having Chip, chip Thursday 
Well, Real life today, is mate. me in me hammock, possibly bringing me hammock indoors for the winter. That's yeah. real life, but that doesn't need to be celebrated with everyone. That's just no. an important part of what makes us real. Yeah. I did look into vasectomy reversal once. Right. Just out of curiosity. Yeah. And the local um, private vasectomy reverser, because you can't get it done on the NHS, I don't think, <laughs> is in Hartley. I imagine the vasectomy reverser is some local man who arrives on a horse in a hood and black coat. <laughs> I am the vasectomy reverser. I'm hit and it on a stormy night. Bang, 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 bang. Bang, 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 bang. He's here. The Ian Cancer. I'm here to reverse your vasectomy. Have you prepared the area? <laughs> well, I've, uh, I've cleaned I've the table. Well, that's down. what you mean. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the local vasectomy reverser is in Hartlepool. His name? Andrew Dawson. Are you serious? Yeah. Deadly serious. He's called so there's Andrew me, Dawson. There's me, there's a vasectomy yeah. reverser in Hartlepool, and there's a fucking murderer in Manchester, Andrew fucking Dawson. Fucking hell. Yeah, get a lot of that. I the wonder if I get a discount. Delaying. I wonder if I get a discount for being called Andrew Dawson as well. No, I'm yeah. afraid not. Come on, don't be like that. Fucking hell, mate. If I could get this on Twitter, it would be good publicity for you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll get this in the Northern Echo. It'll be great. Be It'll be a, a big increase in business for you. Come on, mate. Don't be a cunt about it. We've got the same name. That's got to mean something to you. Let's fucking do this, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm an influencer. Get it reversed, uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Quick as you like. I'm going to have another fucking babby. I'm going to have to get up with it. <laughs> Quick as you like. I'm hungry to start spunking again. <laughs> I'm sick of just this fucking gas that just comes out. I want to get back in the spunk trail. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking gagging for a really good spunk up. <laughs> Very well, Mr. Dawson. <laughs> I can see. I can see you're anxious. <laughs> ah, you're not fucking wrong about I'll that, neither. I'll be ten percent then. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I've just looked it up because I wanted to confirm that he's still around and he's still going because I looked this up ages ago. And he, he's, he's got a Twitter account and it says, age 59, happy married, love full ocean racing, whatever that is. And then it says, dedicated to excellence in vasectomy reversal. Ooh. <laughs> That's like a family crest, isn't it? You'd have that in Latin yeah. at the bottom of your family crest. Dedicated to excellence in vasectomy reversal. Fucking Fancy hell, that. that's a motto to live by, isn't it? Yeah, so... Uh, so yeah, Harry Kane, and then that, it ended, it. didn't it? <laughs> That's yeah. it. He smashes it. It's a boy, and they all celebrate. I mean, uh, Harry Kane comes across as perfectly all right. I'm not going on about it, like, because everyone goes, oh, Harry Kane talks so fit. I mean, he has got a strange voice, but he can't help that, I don't think. I mean, yeah. he seems all right. He seems like a very dedicated, pro, serious bloke. Yeah. If I was a Spurs fan, which I very much am not... If I was and I watched that series, I'd come away from it feeling quite good about my yeah. club. I the lads all seem decent. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's edited to make them look decent, but Daniel Levy, I know that he's not particularly popular with their fans, but he seems like he's all right. Mourinho's yeah. a fucking legend, as we've discussed. And the lads, Deli Alley, Harry Kane, they all seem all right, really. Eric Dyer seems like a real nutter, but I, <laughs> I like him more because I always thought he was a bit meh bit vanilla but yeah. he comes across more as like this Thor type character 
he's like <laughs> a giant in comparison to the rest of them. He's always walking around with his top off and he's like really right. huge and he's very like, <gasps> like angry and throws things around <laughs> and smashes things and he's quite an intimidating <laughs> presence. And so Eric smash. Yeah, Eric Cross now. Like they showed a bit where he, you know, when he strode up into the stands and tried to have a fight with one of the fans. You see all of that. You see all of that, but you see it from when he comes into the changing room and stuff as well. Oh, right. Right. You see Hugo Lloris and um, what's his name? Son have a fight, Mm. which is really entertaining. It's really exciting stuff. I'll have to get into it. I was wondering, though, how much of it with the Mourinho appointment was that dictated by Amazon? For this, for I'd like to think so. Yeah, like I reckon think, oh, they've been there five minutes. They yeah. think it's not going to work with this bloke Pochettino. He's a fucking misery guts. Yeah, he's not got much sparkle, love. Well, we I mean, need I someone with a bit why, of sparkle. I, I can see why they let him go because it wasn't working out results-wise, and Le- Levy probably, you know, oversaw the sacking. But I imagine there was a meeting between Levy and Amazon to discuss how they could spice this documentary up and who yeah. they could bring in, who they could cast in season two, well, know, to replace the lead actor. Because arguably the only person more entertaining than him would be our friend Bielsa. And I was browsing on Amazon, a bit gutted that the Spurs one was over. I've watched them all. And there's one called Take Us Home, and it's about Leeds United. Oh, and yeah. I thought, Bielsa's not in it, though, is he? He is, but not much. Yeah, it's not nearly as good. It's it. not nearly as good as the Tottenham one, because the Tottenham one, they have cameras rigged up all over mm. the club. So it's it, it feels really intimate because... The players and the manager are behaving as if the cameras aren't there because they forget that the cameras are there. Yeah. Whereas the Leeds one is much more staged. So every time someone's yeah. on camera, they're very aware that they're on camera. So it's a right. little bit, it's it's not not nearly as good. But obviously I thought, I'll give it a go because I want to see Watch Bielsa. Yeah. So there's not much of Bielsa. And when he is on camera, he's talking in Spanish. <laughs> and he goes, um, but the only insight I've got, I, I haven't even finished episode one because I got a bit bored of it, I thought it wasn't that good. But there, there's a bit where Bielsa, they say that Bielsa has had the whole uh, training facility redone to his mm. own specifications, right? And he takes the camera crew on a tour and he says, yeah, that's all the training pitches and gym and all of that. He goes, but listen, in football, the specific physical training you do for the match is not as important or only as important as the other forms of preparation you do away from training and away from the pitch, right? And I'm thinking, oh, this is good. And then he takes and now says, and he's basically, he's turned this whole, what was, we're led to believe, quite a dilapidated Leeds United training setup, and he's turned it into a fucking full luxury leisure spa, right? Right. Slash youth club. And he goes, come here, you see this? And he goes, pool table, board games, <laughs> table tennis, right? Sofas, right? He goes, pool, ta- he pool, goes pool table. I have got it set so you don't even need to put pound coin in. <laughs> pool go down pocket, come straight out at the, at the end. Same place the you white do ball that. come out. You could do that. You could set you, it like that. You get it made special or you get one off eBay, but then you fix it. You fix <laughs> it so wire. It, so the balls go straight through. No problem at all. You don't need to bring change. But I still encourage boys put coin on table to decide who's next. Yeah. But he says, all of this very important because away from the game, 
you must have intense relaxation. And I thought, this is my kind of bloke. Oh, yeah. He's got the just rest fucking he's ethos down rig. to a T. Yeah. He's rigged the whole place out and he seems to have devoted more of the training facility to leisure and rest than he has to actual training. Because then, once you go through that awesome rig up where there's tellies, mm. there's Playstations, there's all that shit, not joking, you go through into the next room and there's just beds. Beds, oh. bed after bed after bed, day beds, right? With lovely Fucking plump hell. pillows, right? And duvets. And they're all sort of like divided by little curtains you can pull across if you want a bit of privacy. I don't know, Fuck. maybe they let the play with self in there. It's good. <laughs> Relax you Relief. mentally. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> let out the tension. And uh, yeah. And he's got beds set up there and wow. everything. And I think he's... I'd seen enough. At that stage before, this isn't the best documentary, but this is just what I was hoping for from Bielsa. I, I Right now, now you've told me that, I am tingling at the idea that Bielsa is on the same wavelength as we are on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. Fucking hell. I knew he was all along. I Think about it, it, right? All yeah. Everything he hates in life is like Lampard, and Lampard represents the 97%, doesn't it? yeah. It all fits, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're all about. Wow. This feels special. Yeah. Shall we end with watch, some predictions? Mate. Yeah, let's do some predictions. All right, then here we go. Uh, I'll go first, I think. Burnley versus Southampton. I am going to go for um, a 1-0 win to Southampton. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm. I'm going to say 1-0 to Burnley. Okay. Uh, onwards. Crystal Palace versus Everton. Ooh, 1-2. 1-2. Uh, I'm going to go for, fucking hell, 1-3. I want Everton to win the league this season. This Everton team is good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I want it, it'd be exciting if they won the league, yeah. Yeah. Um, West Ham versus Wolves, Sam. I'll go first on this one. Mm. Of course, this will be managed by David Moyes through a television screen. Yeah. Apparently. A gigantic one. No, apparently, right, they're putting his face on, you know, the huge electronic scoreboards. There's yeah. one at either end. The his Jumbotron, face is going to be in both. So he can look down from the Jumbotron from both ends. So wherever the player is, they'll be they'll they see his see face, him. his eyes bulging at them. Yeah. And wow. that he's going to have a huge speaker attached. And because there's yeah. no crowd there, he'll be heard and it'll be really crystal clear. So hopefully course, that'll have yeah, the desired yeah. effect shout, on the players. As if he's shouting from the sidelines. Yeah. Yeah. With all that in mind, I'm going to say 2 0 Wolves. <laughs> I think it'll be 2 1 West Ham. Okay. Um, Sunderland versus Peterborough. You can go first on this one. 1 0 Sunderland. 1 0 Sunderland. I think we will win this one 2 0. Finally, Millwall versus Brentford. Oh, Millwall, Brentford. Millwall, uh, uh, nil. Brentford, 2. Sorry, I got too excited. I know it was your turn. Is that your, that's, that's fine. Is that your final prediction on that one? Yeah. 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 Okay, I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Come on, you bees. that is the predictions, and that is the episode, and that is the end of the week. Um, and what a week it's more been. To add. Enjoy your weekends and everything. Uh, just rest. Just rest, dickheads.
This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.